0: Hello and welcome to the ETOP21 Sports Show for November 21st. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOP21 Sports. We have an absolutely loaded special holiday edition episode for you today. I'm on location at my sister's place, recording this episode live. Chat room is open to answer all your betting and fantasy football questions. My boy XFL Jim and I, we're going to look back at week 11, share what week 12 bets we are making. Plus... Gino will have his horse racing bet of the day from Del Mar. As always, the e 21 Sports Show is proudly sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. Go to the App Store, download the Thrive app, use promo code E-T-O-F-T21 for a 100% deposit match. That way they know old Uncle Rico sent you. If you are watching on YouTube, link to that is in the description below. Speaking of Gino, let's see what he has a cooking for
1: us tomorrow over at Del Mar. Special Thanksgiving Day racing this week at Del Mar, so we had to head to Del Mar for a play for all of you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in each and every week to Eric's show. Thanks for listening to me talk races, and I hope all of you have a great week with your family. Let's make some money on Thursday at the Ponies and then also in the football games, I'm sure. Thursday, let's go to race number one right off the bat. I'm gonna look at the number six in here, Sketchy. Uh, Sketchy is actually going to be Cutting back to five furlongs in here. This horse is actually bred to be pretty good on the turf. The damn won twice on the turf. Three winning turf siblings. Is also half to a grade one winner named Marley's Freedom, who actually never tried the turf, but overall, good turf pedigree and some class in the pedigree as well. This horse had a fine start in that debut. Looked like he was okay to be early, like, forwardly placed, but they chose to take back because a couple others went for it. It was seventh inside. He got shuffled all the way back to last. He wanted to go. He had to move all the way around horses and then wait in traffic. Once he got out in the clear, he really started making up ground. I think the race was a little bit better than it might have suggested, and this barn is very good with horses making their second start. They actually just won with the horse at 87 to 1 on October 1st, making their second start, so you usually see a lot of improvement there. The number six, sketchy, 12-1 to on the morning line. Anything 8-1 to or over seems like fair value there. That's the number six in race one on Thursday at Del Mar. Head to DRF.com for all of your past performance needs. They actually have a huge Black Friday sale going on right now that you can take advantage of when uh, you get to DRF.com. So all of the details, 20% off almost everything in the store. Check out that Black Friday sale there. Good luck this week
0: make sure to give my boy Gino a follow at it's me Gino B I'm on his podcast every single week talking NFL NBA you name it now let's bring today tonight's main attraction to the table the man the myth the legend XFL Jim Jim how you doing today my man
2: what's up everybody I'm doing pretty good we had a wonderful wonderful weekend Eric
0: I hate the Lakers. Thanks for chiming in, my man. I appreciate you. Let's make some money. Already calling the shots. He says Lions first half and game. As a Lions fan, I kind of like that. Um, Jim, I had the pleasure of being on your live stream for the Grey Cup. Obviously, those that don't know, Jim and I do a show every Wednesday night where we talk about XFL, X League, USFL, and the CFL. What did you think of the Grey Cup, my man, real quick before we dive into the NFL?
2: As always, for the last like four years, the Grey Cup has been electric. It's been a close game. It's been super exciting. Congratulations to Montreal! And I'm wearing a, a Arlington Renegades sweater in honor of Darnell Sankey, the man, the myth, the legend, who won both the XFL and CFL within the same year.
0: I mean, dude, just that guy is your idol. From what I, from what I'm guessing dude. from
2: you. Week eight of the CFL, when, like, Montreal was kind of, like, dipping a little bit, he made the promise. He In an interview, he said, we're not losing another game. Damn it, they haven't lost a game.
0: Now, now excuse me, now um, let's shift our attention. Obviously, some big news was made in the NFL today as— Speaking as Anton- of Canada. <laughs> Speaking of Canada, like Antonio Brown said, Matt Canada had to go to Canada— what is your reaction to this move?
2: Uh, yeah, I think everyone saw this coming a mile away. I feel like people... I feel like the Steeler fans I see online have been saying fire Matt Canada since what feels like week three. So, I feel like this was only a matter of time.
0: I mean, my two cents is this, and I'm probably going to get hated on for saying this. Kenny Pickett is any good. It doesn't no, matter I mean, who that, the offensive coordinator is.
2: That's also true. Like, I don't... I think Kenny Pickett is in my humble opinion, a great XFL, potential USFL quarterback. I think that's a league he could do pretty well in. He doesn't seem to be the NFL guy. I also don't think Matt Canada was doing him any favors. So maybe a new OC helps a little bit, but I also don't think Kenny Pickett's like the guy. Oh, I 100%
0: agree. And Sports Facts is chiming in mean, 100%. Pickett sucks. They need to start Mitch. Dude, they need to start my boy, The Truth. Truth don't play around, dude. Truth, truth, truth will get you some wins, dude. Yeah, truth you are you big like, a big
2: Trubisky guy? Because like Trubisky guy. Maybe it's just because he's been in weird spots, but the little bit I've seen in him last year and this year, he's also looked like shit.
0: I am sending you. I can't say it on here, but I'm sending you in the chat. Why I'm a Trubisky guy?
2: Okay. Um. That makes sense. So, um,
0: yeah. I didn't have a problem with Mitch. I called him the truth. I thought he was great. I I thought he was great here for Chicago. (laughs) I I have some fond memories of Mitch Um, Trubisky.
2: Blame the coaching staff.
0: I will. I I will totally blame the coaching staff. Um, Speaking of the Steelers though, we saw Deontay Johnson get into it with uh, Tomlin and Pig on the sidelines. There's some issues in Steelers though. And I really think that um, this is kind of a move to kind of save the locker room because it's obvious Canada we saw that clip of Bob, Boswell saying after a game we didn't win because of you and he was clapping going into the um, into the locker room. So I think this is more of a desperation move by, the, by Tomlin, kind of to save face and save the locker room. Because with Watson and Burrow going down, this division kind of has opened up a little bit for the Steelers.
2: It really has, and in my just little humble opinion, I if I'm going to trust anyone to manage a locker room, I will trust Tomlin at the very least. From what he's shown. Being able to handle people like Antonio Brand and Le'Veon Bell on the same team together. I I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. If this is a desperation move, I'm still okay with it.
0: Sports facts, EMU, baby. Yeah. Good call by the square, square clown better of myself. So um we are here to talk some NFL as the show starts out. We're gonna do some takeaways. Jim, you are the guest. What is your first takeaway from week 11 of the NFL season?
2: I think. Okay, maybe call me biased because I'm in the territory and a lot of fans are here. I think the Broncos could be legit. I think the Broncos could have a very real shot of making the playoffs and maybe doing some decent damage. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but Russ has looked better. This team looks a little sharper. Watch out for the Denver Broncos.
0: Jim, I 100% agree with you. Jim, I have the Broncos over 8.5, Broncos to make the playoffs. And don't look now. I have the Broncos at like 20 to one to win the West. And they're only two games back. I mean, I was heavy in Broncos futures going into the season. So I completely agree with you. Uh, Their defense, you know, their defense is giving up less than 21 points per game after that 70 point thropping.
2: I think, I think think the Dolphins kind of like flipped a switch in the Broncos that they were doing something hella wrong. There's uh, there you go. I'm bringing that out. And they just flipped a switch and they just, maybe, maybe there's something to what I've heard some dumb people say and be like, Hey, there's only so many points in the season. The Broncos just gave up all the points. They're going to give up in one game. But
0: (laughs) I also really think I'm a big Javante. That's a pretty funny cover. I'm a pretty Javante. I'm I'm a big Javante Williams guy. And I really feel part of the reason now, granted, he had a bad game against the Vikings. They're starting to run him more. They're starting to use him more and using him to set up the offense, and he's looking more explosive when he's finally back from that ACL injury, I think that is kind of the key. Russ is starting to look about a little bit better. When you have Judy Sutton, I mean, they got some playmakers. Offensive line is playing a little bit better. Defense, I mean, you have Sertain. I think you're right. I think this could be a team that could kind of make a little bit of a run and maybe even sneak into the playoffs. My first takeaway – Chasing points is costing teams. I hate it when teams are in field goal rank in, in field goal range and don't take the <laughs> points in the third quarter or earlier. Okay. Just listen, just just hear me out.
2: I'm listening. It happened
0: it happened with the Cardinals on Sunday. In the third quarter, it was fourth and three. You're down five. You're on like the 17 or the 20. You went for it. You didn't get it. And then at the end of the game, you had it fourth and eight. On the Texans 27, you could have kicked the field goal to win the game. Chasing points is costing teams. And it's just crazy how no one is talking to me. And the thing that gets me is everyone is mentioning analytics. But the fun thing is, is like no one knows what they mean. The way the game is played now, it's completely different than this huge sample these guys are using. In like 10 years, they're going to be laughing at these coaches for how they're pointlessly kicking. And the psychology of putting on scoreboard pressure, these – statistical guys just aren't getting and it's just costing teams. It cost Oregon against Washington. You take the points, you put some scoreboard pressure on the team and everyone's talking about analytics. They just don't understand the numbers. I think it's just something fancy people say to say it just because the way the game was played in the eighties and seventies, no one was going for it and forked out. So you can't say it. The probability is how you'll get it because the sample size is the game. The game just completely different. So there's analytics talk in my eyes is just completely
2: pointless. There's a lot of times where I'm favoring going for it. There's going to be a lot of times where I'm okay with it. There's there, ugh, there's there some There's been some rough, just like pure aggression coaches. My whole thing is if you're going to be the aggressive guy and you're going to be like the quote-unquote analytics guy and just want to go for it, then go for it a bunch. Don't be like a guy and punt it when it's dumb to punt. And go for it when it's dumb to go for it, which I've seen some coaches in the NFL, in particular, do, and get into that sort of feeling. I mean, I kind of feel like with Campbell from the Lions, it doesn't matter; he's always going
0: to go for it. See, the, like he, yes, he's aggressive he, and he will go for it. He's always going to go for it. But there's been some times where it's early and he'll just take the three points. I, I mean, in the rather fourth, go for the, it in the fourth quarter. I get it. But chasing points early never pays off in the long run, and it cost the Cardinals that game. That The Cards easily could have won that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Jim, takeaway number two, what you got, my man?
2: Takeaway number two for me, Eric. I, I've come to the conclusion we're what? We're a little over halfway? Basically, we're like yes. two, two. Yeah. I am of the opinion that the Cowboys and the Dolphins are basically two sides of the same mirror. Where the Dolphins are the Cowboys of the AFC and vice versa. And this is not to say that their play style is similar or anything like that. I'm not comparing like Dak and Tua or McCarthy and uh, McDaniel. I'm not doing that. I just think they're kind of your benchmark teams for if you can beat the Cowboys in the NFC, you're basically a Super Bowl contender. If you can beat the the Dolphins in the AFC or vice versa, if you can beat both of these teams, you are a Super Bowl contender. And that's kind of the line. If you lose to the Dolphins, you're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. If you lose to the Cowboys, you're not a Super Bowl contender. That's just where I'm at right now with the season.
0: When was the last time the Dolphins beat a team with a winning record?
2: What was it, like, like last September?
0: Last year, week three against the Bills. Yeah. see this is what and I, I totally disagree with this. Like for me someone that coaches, I scoreboard pressure is a real thing because psychology, you look up and you see that. You know what I mean? Like if you see like a six to a three point game, you're gonna feel different pressure on that sidelines. So for me, I just
2: because like look, even, if it's later
0: in the game and the possessions. You may only have one possession left. I get it. I understand that. But like in the third quarter, second quarter, you can't just pointlessly be chasing. It just doesn't. To me, it just doesn't can't, make sense. And it's can't just costing do
2: it, You definitely can't do it all the time because if you just try and take all the any emotion out of football and just play the number, mm-hmm. like there's there's an emotional factor to it, and then there's also like yeah, we there's a there's a. 60% chance we get this fourth down, like this fourth and two when we could go for a field goal. There's like a 60% chance. But on the 40% chance you don't get it, now all of a sudden you're lining things up. Like it's still like 60% isn't guaranteed. That's still barely over half. <laughs> I don't, you know when I, when, I, when I see the analytics for football, it's all like, oh, well, if we do this, we have a 52% chance. If you're not doing that like all the damn time, like consistently, then you're not going to see it. It's the same with like playing certain things in blackjack.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not at my desk, guys. Just set up I do business. like
2: the background, though. It makes you look very knowledgeable.
0: I know. You know, it, it's way better than what I am. So, um, Jim, second takeaway. Lay it on me, big guy.
2: I already did, dude. The Dolphins and the fucking oh, Cowboys shit, are the, dude, the totally, They are I the totally same damn that's they're the benchmark I, I team. Totally I totally fumble. Eric, bad. every league I pick a, a benchmark team in this this league, the NFL, it's the Cowboys and the Dolphins. If you're a contender, my, you can beat them. If not, you lose.
0: This comment completely threw me out.
2: Of my, <laughs> um, my second takeaway is this.
0: Why isn't Skafanski getting any love for Coach of the Year sitting at 28-1? to Let's just let 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 me paint this picture for you. No Nick Chubb, no Deshaun Watson, no Jack Conklin, no Jarek Wills. That's your starting quarterback, your starting running back, who's your best offensive weapon, Mm -hmm. two of your top three offensive linemen, with them being your two tackles. And you have the eighth worst turnover differential that means you are one of the most unluckiest teams in the league and this team has been playing a third string quarterback in pj walker or a backup in dtr second and third string tackles they're one of the most unluckiest teams in the nfl and this team right now right now jim is seven and three one game behind the ravens in the AFC North and tied with everyone's precious Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. This team could host a playoff game. Mm-hmm. This team could have a bye. And literally, no one's talking about Skafanski. And it just kind of shows he's thinking outside the box. And no offense, because I know you're a PJ Walker boy. Don't take this the wrong way. XFL, uh, when you say
2: his name, say XFL Legend. XFL Legend xfl legend pj brown
0: but i'm saying this he's finding ways to win and it's showing you you don't need a quarterback to win right now in this league you can build a stout defense and be competitive with this they're like they're winning right now with dtr two backup tackles jerome ford kareem hunt signed off his couch like does anyone realize how good of a job because fancy is and he's at 28 to one to win it all coach the year. We, we have to get this bet in right now, just because someone on the Browns has to be winning one of these big awards. Now granted Garrett defensive player of the year, you should also be betting Garrett MVPs at 200 to one. I know no one has won it since 1986, but there's no quarterback having a dominant performance that that bet should be in your portfolio here too. Like, you need – like, we need to seriously start looking at this team. Seven and three, Jim. What other team could be – seven? could you imagine what would the Chiefs look like with no Mahomes without their two turning tackles and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running the ball? (laughs) They'd probably have a losing record. I mean, like, seriously. What would the Eagles look like with Marcus Mariota? Rashad Penny and their two <laughs> tackles out. What would the Dolphins look like with Mike White? Well, I mean, I think the Dolphins are a little bit different just because, like,
2: that's more of a Penny. system.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool Kev saying, What up, Jim? Shout what out, cool up, Kev. Eric? Cool Kev, appreciate you, my fan. But no, my thing is, like, dude, we need to start looking at Skopanski 28 to 1 to win coach of the year at a team that's sitting 7 and 3 and missing the pieces he's getting, and he's getting absolutely no love, this guy should be one of the favorites, dude. There is no reason why this guy shouldn't be up there for coach of the year. Um,
2: I agree 100%, by the way. What he's doing with the Browns is nothing short of magical.
0: Now, um, friend of the show sent this in. I want you to guess the player, okay? Number one quarterback ranking. Number one, QBR dog. All right. So number one, quarterback ranking. Number one in QBR. Number one in completion percentage. Number one in TD percentage. Number one in passing success rate. Number one in yards per attempt. And number one in yards per completion. Can you guess which NFL player this is? And because it'll blow your mind. Shout out to Clippers stand for for sending this graphic. Number one,
2: QBR. Go through yep. those again real quick.
0: Uh, number one, quarterback ranking. Number one, QBR. Number one, completion percentage. Number one, TD percentage. Number one, passing success rate. Number one, yards per attempt. Number one, yards per completion.
2: See, cool clav- cool c- climbs in
0: CJ Stroud.
2: That was gonna be my first guess, but my second guess was gonna be how? Brock Purdy. It's Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Atta and boy. That's boy.
0: Uh, that's another guy, and unfortunately, that's a guy that should be in the MVP conversation, and he's probably not going to get it. It's gonna, it's. There, people are going to look at CMC. It's just kind of. It's disappointing this year how there's been so many people that are having good seasons, and people are just going to give it to one of those. "Quote unquote" brand names, if you will.
2: There's no shot like Mahomes gets it right. No shot.
0: Oh my god! I, I could easily see him giving it. They love Mahomes, dude.
2: They do. They...
0: People Hertz? love Mahomes. Maybe hurts, but hurts, hurts is like second in
2: ints. Yeah. So I just my boy too. but <sighs> there you go, MVP. you that would just that would just grind your gears.
0: Oh my God, if Tua was named MVP, that would completely grind my gears. Now, we have reached the part of the show where we are going to be talking betting, everyone's favorite. Let's go ahead and bring up how we did last week with our guest Joe Madden Sports from the Sports Grid. Um joe went one and two she hit the 49ers over 26 and a half team total lost the jets plus seven and the browns minus the four old uncle rico himself the square clown went two and one steelers plus four a win giants plus ten a win titans minus seven a loss pretty good pretty good pretty good hopefully we can keep the ball rolling and have another successful week jim lay it on me big dog where are you going
2: I'm going Steelers team total over 16 and a half. This is just purely based off them dropping the dead weight of Matt Canada. They're going to try and open up this offense a little bit. That could cause, over the 16 and a half is a decent bet in my mind, but you also, if they're going to be opening up and doing some more things, you might take a look at what uh, Kenny Pickett's interception prop is.
0: What about him like over yards total?
2: I could go go yardage, but I don't want to go touchdowns. You want to hear something? I I
0: heard that he has the same amount of TD passes as Anthony Richardson.
2: Yeah, did you know he also has the same amount of games with multiple TD passes as Tommy DeVito?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tommy DeVito DeVito
2: has thrown
0: the most TD passes out of anyone on the Jets or – the Giants this season.
2: Hey, that's a Syracuse legend, Tommy DeVito, right there. Tommy
0: DeVito just shredding defenses. Uh, My
2: first bet, and God dang it, friend
0: of the show, Miss El Paso, is going to be proud. Give me Raider Nation plus the 10. Since 2005, home divisional dogs getting 7.5 are 56%. ATS. Mahomes is a favorite laying three and a half or more is 46% ATS. As a favorite laying seven and a half or more, 42%. Now this is the real fun one, Jim. As a favorite laying seven and a half or more on the road, a robust Jim, 18.2% against the number. Mahomes generally doesn't Cover these big numbers, and I'm going to stick with the trend here. Let down spot for the Chiefs playing on a short week, coming off an emotional, physical game versus the Eagles on Monday night. Since Pierce has taken over, the Raiders are running the ball more with Jacobs. The last three games, he's averaging 84 yards per game and close to four yards per carry. Jacobs, against the Chiefs in his career, 71.8 yards a game, 4.7 yards per carry. The Chiefs this year have struggled to stop the run. They're 21 DVOA against it. I think that the Raiders are going to lean on Jacobs a lot this game. The Chiefs offensive line hasn't been that good this season, and Crosby should be able to get home and disrupt Mahomes. And also, let's face it, the of this Chiefs offense doesn't look right. They're missing the enemy. I And I will say this, and I think people are going to – disagree with me i may get some hate i think travis kelsey right now is focused more on being a celebrity than being a football player
2: it does feel that way just like a little bit and i feel like that wouldn't be as big of a deal if the chiefs had maybe one or two other actual weapons at the receiver spot they don't really like they don't have another threat a, a threat they rely on
0: him so much, especially on the third down. And, like, as much as everyone wants to hate on NBS, um, where's the hate for Kelsey in his red zone fumble last night? That's pretty are people forgetting? Are people forgetting about that? Uh, in terms of the thing, the, the statement you made about the other threat, I don't think they use Rasheed Rice enough. I don't think for whatever reason Holmes is tr- trusting him enough. They should be looking to go after him a little bit. More Kelsey is slowing down. You can see it now. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it in the um, in the preseason when we're doing our fantasy football stuff and we did our AFC West preview. Kelsey is going to fall off a cliff with age, and this you see it, you see it with like
2: every tight end once they hit that age. Yeah,
0: you know he's again up there in the 30s. So uh Raiders plus the ten is my first bet.
2: I also love that Eric. I love that bet just because just solely based off the fact that I like taking the Raiders whenever they get an interim coach because they seem to do way better with the interim. Maybe that should just be their thing going forward is just have a guy, get him fired mid-season, and then bring in another guy just to lead him to a playoff game. The funny thing is, it's not funny.
0: Um, Pierce was actually the center of the Arizona State scandal.
2: (laughs) That is kind of funny.
0: And guess who some drafts have them drafting oh for real yeah former sun devil no jaden daniels
2: jaden fucking daniels that would be perfect
0: If I could see Taylor Swift in her birthday. Screw dude, okay. if, I,
2: if I had the shot yeah. to get married to Taylor Swift, screw the NFL. You're uh-huh. making millions and millions and millions of dollars with that. Get the bag. Um, Jim, second bet. Texans money line. Don't overthink it. Give me Texans straight up all day. Okay. I, plus one. I, you know, I,
0: I got CJ at plus 500. I kind of like it. CJ's looking good, dude. Dude, he's
2: looking so good. And it's kind of
0: funny. I got a lot of pushback when I said I'd take Stroud over anyone in this draft. And, you know, now I'm looking like a genius. The square square clown I am.
2: I think it was – I think pre-draft it was hard to, like, say which one of the two. I think, see, you could make an argument either way. But definitely in hindsight, CJ has been performing way better than Bryce Young has.
0: Um – Interesting question here. In Survivor, who should I take? So let I don't, me tell you a quick story. I don't know,
2: how, I don't know who they have. Um,
0: in Survivor, I had the Denver Broncos Sunday night Dude, There's nothing like being on a team that has five turnovers and a team <laughs> is just kicking field goals. I mean, that was the sweat of sweats. Now I got to get through. And the thing about Circa is the, um, I need a team. So I need to, I need to roll with, I'm probably going to roll with the Cowboys. And I hate it. This is, this is totally going to be the spot for the Cowboys. Yeah, because you need someone for
2: Thanksgiving, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate the Lakers was thinking Vikings. You know what? Against the Bears on Monday night, Fields is looking
2: better. Oh God. Eric, I know you're a big Josh Dobbs fan. Let him let him run with the Vikings. Uh, you know, I
0: what I was thinking is I'm gonna do cow I I, what I am doing is I'm doing cowboys and I'll probably be I feel this is the week I'm gonna lose because just through the stuff I'm gonna have to do. So do you have
2: to do one on Thursday for Thanksgiving and Sunday? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought.
0: So I'm doing Cowboys and then I'll then I'm gonna do the Titans.
2: Oh, who are the Titans playing this? Ooh, yeah, Don't Panthers at home. Don't hate uh, it.
0: Um, my next bet. Jesus Christ, I'm going against them, dude. I'm taking the Commanders plus eleven. Dak has played in six Thanksgiving Day game, it's Thanksgiving Day games. Do you do you care to know what he is against the spread?
2: It's, it's probably really bad. One
0: in five. Yeah, I figured. There are certain coaches we like as dogs, certain coaches we look to fade as favorites, and that's where Riverboat Ron fits in. As a dog, he's 58.4% ATS. As a road dog, he's 59.7% ATS. When getting seven and a half or more, he's 64.3% ATS. Also, teams favored by seven or more the previous week, which the commanders were against the Giants, and our dogs on the road the following week, are 55% ATS. Just goes back to the thing we preach on the show buying low, selling high. We're buying the commanders when they're at a low. Divisional Road Dogs last five seasons, 56% ATS. When the line is seven and a half or higher, that number bumps up to 60% ATS. I think that the Cowboys' aggressive front, I think we're gonna see Howell look to use his legs more. Quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, excuse me, have had success in the past against the Quinn defense running. I know that the commanders moved on from Sweat and Young, but the Panthers um, pass rush was able to get to Prescott. And that game was close in the first half, except there was just some idiotic Panthers personal fouls that extended drives. I saw the first thing I ever saw in my life. One guy in the Panthers, and I'm spacing on his name. He got a horse collar flag and a face mask flag on the same play.
2: That's impressive.
0: And I mean, that is just absolutely impressive. I just kind of feel the market is too high on this Cowboys team. I got the commanders here plus an 11. Look, anything over seven, this is a buy for me. It's sitting at 11 right now. I say bet that at 11. Commanders plus 11, second bet, Jimbo.
2: Well, you mean third bet?
0: No, that's my second bet.
2: Yeah, What's my second third? bet. I told you, Texas line, baby.
0: No, I know. That's my second bet. What's your third bet?
2: My third bet is the Ravens minus three and a half. I'm rolling with the Ravens. I know. I know. I know. But man, I do not trust this Chargers team at all. So this is more of just a fade of the Chargers. I, whatever it is, knowing the Chargers, it'll be a three-point game at the end of the like mid-fourth. With a chance for Baltimore to drive down the field and then win it by a touchdown or more, and they'll do it because the Chargers live to disappoint.
0: Chargers charge, man.
2: Chargers charge. Speaking of which, how is he not fired yet?
0: Speaking, let me paint a picture for you.
2: You fired Stan
0: Staley after that game last year, and Sean Payton's there coaching the Chargers. Yeah. I think how much fighter they would be. That's like, cool. They're, like,
2: they're going to get Bill Belichick, and they'll be fine. So, But,
0: dude, the sad thing is that this team just had better leadership. This team would be freaking phenomenal.
2: They have all they the have, talent in the world.
0: And they just struggle for whatever reason to get shit done. It's just absolutely mind-boggling how this team struggles so much.
1: What do you think of Herbert? Um, Herbert...
0: I was really high on him coming in. have But looking at him, he is one of the worst second-half quarterbacks against the spread. That tells me there's no adjustments. That could be him. That could be the coaching. At first, I thought it was the coaching, but now the more and more, I think it's a little bit of him. And um, I I asked this question to Joe last week, and I'm going to ask it to you this week. Is Justin Herbert this generation's Dan Marino?
2: Hmm. I don't know if the Chargers have had enough success or will have enough success if they don't find like the right coach. Like Dan Marino at least made a Super Bowl. Yeah. But did he make a Super Bowl? I think he did he made a Super Bowl and lost. I'm pretty sure he made it, didn't he? I know I think they just made the conference finals. Ah. That could be my bad. Dan, is he this generation's yeah. Philip Rivers?
0: Maybe, like, maybe that's <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, the Dol- right, they,
2: yeah they did, yeah,
0: yeah, they made the Super Bowl in '85.
2: Lost the lost um, the Niners.
0: Yeah, so it looked like, oh Jesus, Dan Marino's making more playoffs than him. So
2: there you go, Philip Rivers. That's that's the comparison right there.
0: <laughs> and but I mean, there's nothing
2: wrong with that. No, he was like, great. I just,
0: I just kind of feel that with what Herbert has, he should be better. And we kind of saw it like he's throwing the ball as hard as he can now. Like just as like the ball, Oh, he's like just, and it's like, dude, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Slow down, put a little touch on it. We finally saw him to show some emotion last game against the Packers when there was that false start when the center didn't snap it. He spiked the ball down. He showed a little emotion. And I freaking love that. But I'm just not seeing that consistently from him. It's like, what am I seeing? I feel Joe Burrow has it. I feel Patrick Mahomes has it.
2: They got that it.
0: I don't think – Herbert hasn't shown me he's got that it. Hell, you know what? Jared Goff this year has shown me he has that it. Justin Herbert hasn't shown me he has that it. So I don't, I don't know. I think he could just be one of those guys, you know, just all talented just
2: once he gets balance. it though, if he ever does get it, watch the fuck out. So if he does, I'm going to say Phillip rivers, like put up, can put up stats like the best of them can is great and won't do anything.
0: <laughs> now let me ask you this. If they fired Staley, Are we going to bet the Chargers futures right away at the uh, end of the offseason? I think we have to. I think we have to. Because if they get that quarterback, and props to you, those who don't know, Jim came on my show way back in the spring and said to take the Raiders, not the Raiders, the Ravens at 20, it was either 20 or 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So if you guys took that, you're sitting in a great position because they're looking like they could get the top seed. Um, Herbert only has Allen.
2: Yeah, the Quentin Quentin Johnson's been a big disappointment, which sucks because I was really... He can't catch the ball. I was so high on him, too. I don't fucking know what happened. He was so, like, sure-handed. That was, like, his biggest thing was being able to make any catch in college. I don't get it.
0: they lost Mike Evans, though. Not Mike Evans, Mike Williams.
2: They did, and that
0: sucks. That's a big blow, and Joshua Palmer's got banged up. So he is a little bit short-handed and rolling out with, you know... Relying on Quentin Johnson does take a lot, but I don't know. I just, I just kind of feel like you said it. The Chargers should be a team that constantly is winning ten to twelve games, it's and pushing the chief, pushing the Chiefs for the AFC West.
2: Like I get that their DBs aren't that good, but they still have one of the better defensive fronts in the whole country. They should. Uh, that defense is god awful.
0: Uh my next one, and this is rarity. You know what? I never get to do a player prop on these. I never get to, and I, I, I think I won like, I don't know how many I won in a row, but I was on a little bit of a heater. Lost last night's player prop by two yards. Special thank you for Patrick Mahomes for not throwing to Rashid Rice one more time. <laughs> I appreciate it, my friend. But we are going, former Michigan State great, Jalen Reed, over 45 and a half receiving yards. Reed leads the, leads, the Packers in receiving yards second on targets. Reed has gone over this total in six of 10 games this season, three of the last four. And in those last four games, he is averaging five targets, four receptions and 58 yards. One of the weakness of the Lions defense is attacking in the middle of the field, the slot. And also for whatever reason, Jordan love has Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones before i got hurt coming out of the backfield, but hey, you know what? I'm going to throw it to Jalen Reed and this this works guy. So whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, but no, that kind of matters though. Like when you're a quarterback, whoever you whoever you're tight with, you're going to throw the ball exactly. To. And obviously, Jalen Reed and Jordan Love have some sort of connection going on, and he's looking for him. And I really think that this is going to be a positive game script. I. Knowing what I know about Dan Campbell, he's gonna be like, hey, you know, we suck. We got lucky to win this game, we need to step on their throats. And they're gonna be forced to throw the ball. And the weakness of the um, of the Lions defense is the slot and in the middle of the field, and there's no Aaron Jones. So I just I really love this. Uh, I really love this player prop. This is gonna be the only bet in that game. Jalen Reed over 45 and a half yards receiving, and then real quick on the Packers. How how bad is A.J. Dillon messing up? Just just think about this. Think about this. Aaron Jones is out. He's constantly been getting hurt this season. Yep. Like, constantly. Who's in a contract year? Uh, A.J. Dillon.
2: Mr. Who's Dillon. getting
0: every opportunity to put up numbers but constantly shitting the goddamn bed?
2: It's A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon.
0: He's literally going to be... I mean, I can't even think of a running back, but a running back that just fell off the face of the earth that had every single opportunity. Kevin Smith of the Lions, former <laughs> great Kevin. Kevin Smith, uh, Buckshot Kid. What a great Cup! Hello, guys. Um. Yeah, hell of a game. It was hell of a game in the in the Grey Cup. Um. The other thing I want to touch on real quick is, um what teams out of the NFC could you see
2: winning it? Obviously the Eagles and the Niners.
0: Oh, this Uh. is a great one. AJ Dillon is the next. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great comparison. That is a great one. That, that, that is a great comparison. Um, no 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 love for the lions. I think I don't think the lions defense is there. So like
2: I think the lions could potentially make the NFC championship game. I think that's about as far as they could get. I think their offense can carry them that far. The the defense is brutal right now. And if they just have one game where that offense doesn't like just go crazy in the playoffs where it would have to then I could see them falling.
0: I I think for them Oh, dude, Cool Kev is going all the way. Herbert, the next Carson Palmer.
2: That's true. I mean, That's Cool gross. Kev's bringing
0: it. I mean, That's mean, he, he is bringing it today. Uh, Lions all the way, dude. Cool Kev, I wish, man. I wish. But I really think for the Lions to do anything, I think they need to have a top seed because there's no way they're going to be going to Philly and winning a game on the road in that weather conditions in January. No way they're going to be going to um, San Francisco and winning a game. Um, I just, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Philly or the 49ers that are going to come out of the um, of the NFC. I don't just see what the you count wait,
2: was. Eric. Just you wait for Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints to bow down.
0: <laughs> I will say this, Jim. I talked about it last week. If Jameis Winston goes, everyone needs to stack Chris Olave. Player props. Oh yes, all he does is just throw it to Olave. You need to stack Chris Olave player props. Um, because I don't, I don't trust the Saints. Sorry, Chase, our boy Chase. I don't trust Dak. I think Geno Smith sucks. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Josh Dobbs, and then after that, look at these are the teams fighting for the playoffs at four and six: Packers, Rams, Falcons, Bucks. Like you know what I mean? Like this. Eagles are 49ers, and this kind of just brings up a good point. If you're the Falcons' GM right now, you could have traded for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, this could have been your year with how wide open the NFC is. And with how
2: good good they've looked at points where they just all seem just a quarterback away. Or even like – and like maybe I'm a homer with this, but I think –
0: They'd have a great record, they had ju- even Justin Fields back there, the Falcons. Yeah, the oh, Falcons. I mean, he's
2: easily better than Ritter, so yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, the
0: AFC is a little bit cur- – AFC, which teams could you see winning it out of the AFC?
2: Ravens. I could see the Ravens. I could see – it's hard to say the Bengals now, but it would have been – Ravens. It's hard to count out the Browns. With that defense and how strong they've looked, I would say Ravens, Browns. Um, you can't count out the Chiefs. I'm gonna throw the Broncos in there, and I'll throw the Dolphins in there. Just like I think the Dolphins could make it if they go on a decent enough run. I have the Ravens. They're my favorite one to do it. Right. Now. My
0: worry, my worry with the Ravens is this: no Mark Andrews.
2: It does suck. That one. That really hurts.
0: We saw how much their offense struggled on Thursday night when he wasn't out there. Um, number two, obviously the Chiefs. I don't think the Jags Trevor Lawrence has been awful. I pulled up these numbers. I,
2: I like the Texans actually in that division, but I mean, I'm, I'm with you on Trevor Lawrence.
0: I pulled up these numbers. You're like, if I can find the graphic real quick, um. Matt
2: it, Jones I knew it was gonna be the Trevor Lawrence Mac Jones thing. I knew it.
0: Oh oh you knew it. did I already tell you this?
2: I think you told me this offline sometime. I mean I this is obviously before
0: the game that happened on um, excuse me the game that happened um, this weekend so these numbers are gonna be a little bit uh, a little bit off. You know, is skewed. But going into last weekend, look at this. I mean, games. You know, Lawrence two more completion percentage. Jones hasn't beat. Lawrence has more yards where he's played in two more games. TDs are even. Jones three more ints, and their record is basically the same.
2: Do we? What if we just compare them on just this year?
0: Well, that's not part of the exercise, but.
2: Well, that's like, when I see that, like, I, I saw that stat, I was like, I this is just gut feeling, but I feel like Mac Jones had a better start, and Trevor Lawrence is looking better currently than Mac Jones. Yeah, I
0: mean, but even if you look at his game, I'm like not saying I'm stuff, not saying he's yeah, great. Right.
2: I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is, like, great by any measure or anything, mm-hmm. but I think he's, like, not Mac Jones bad this year.
0: Buckshot, sh- Buckshot, Buckshot Kid chimes in, Jays Cook. I mean, maybe Dougie's done it before, but I just I'm just not a Trevor Lawrence guy. Plus, they have some in issues on the offensive line. Um, Texans make defense. some noise. Texans make some noise. Texans defense is really good at causing pressure. I mean, Will Anderson, his motor is absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Um, but my issue with them is is this? How can I word this? If you take out the Bengals game you have to look at CG CJ Stroud's splits home and away. It's been crazy, so, right? Yeah, it's been crazy swing. So, can they go on the road and win a game in January in Baltimore in Cleveland, you know, down down in Jacksonville? No. no. Um, I think the Browns can with their defense and call me crazy. I think the Bills could just because
2: they could, Just they because, could.
0: Hear me hear me out. Brady was electric at LSU. If McDermott says, hey dude, do your thing, man. Here's the keys to the castle. Do your thing. I think they could do something. But if he doesn't do that, I think the offense could struggle. And I think if he's not given freedom, I think it's gonna be a little a little bit of a tough situation down there. But it looked like on that first game, he gave them the keys to the castle.
2: I'm excited for the Bills right now because it looks like, at least in the AFC East, a lot of these games later in the season are going to matter for who ends up controlling that division.
0: What team has the better story for the NFL this year? Not saying it's fixed, but. Who? I'm just letting everyone know if this is going to be the crazy thing. First of all, if Jared Goff leads the Lions to the Super Bowl. Wow. He's going to be in the same conversation in Detroit sports with Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> Steve Iserman, and he's going to be thought about better than Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Let that sink in. And I'm going to say this. and I have, I have probably not cried in 10 years.
2: Oh, you'll cry. But
0: if Eminem is rapping, lose yourself, and Jared Goff is leading them out to the field in the Super Bowl, I will shed a tear as a grown man.
2: That's that's probably the best story. Is the Dolphins is like the the Lions like, okay, this is their run redemption for Goff. Dan Campbell, you can sell that. If you're just going on pure story, it's gotta be the Lions. Yeah. yeah. Like pure pure story based. What what franchise besides the you know what the best for story wise, I'd m- maybe not ratings wise, but for redemption like movie wise. If it's like Chiefs Lions <laughs> because think about it Eric, think about it. It's the it's the big bad of the NFL right now, the Chiefs, the top dog. The Lions who have been like I don't know, to say it meanly, they've been like the laughing stock of the league for I don't know yeah. how long. But yeah. all of a sudden, they're back, they're here in the playoffs and it's a week one rematch. Oh, and it's dude. a
1: week one rematch.
2: I think. Can I can I make a bet for Lions Chiefs exact Super Bowl right now and see what the odds are on that?
1: <laughs> I'm sure
0: friend of the show, Dave Mason, has something going on. Um, <laughs> what of the bills? I'm just hearing you out. Bills. Right now, out of the playoffs, make a run, gain as a wild card, beat Kansas City on the road. I could definitely see that. Uh, cool Kev, Gabe Gavis is kill me in fantasy. Dude, Jalen Reeder. Just get Jalen Reader and just call the day, man. Jalen Reader is getting so many goddamn targets from um, Jordan Love. It is insane. If the Lions make the Super Bowl, they should come out to <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. Oh, God. It, I would cry. I, like, dude, I would shed a tear, dude. Like, I would, shed, I would literally shed a tear. Like, I am so excited for this game on Thursday, Jim. Like, I brought – like, I live in – I, I live in the Chicago suburbs, I'm here in Michigan now. I packed a suitcase. I didn't know what lion shirt I wanted to wear for the Thanksgiving Day game. I have my old school Calvin Johnson jersey, my lions versus everybody, my grit, and just a picture and a t-shirt with just a picture of Dan Campbell's face. And I don't know which one to wear. <laughs> like I literally, and it's just for a family Thanksgiving. It's like my biggest decision of the of the week. Um, Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking a little NFL. And you know what, Jim? I'm going to break the news right now. I'm going to break some news right now, buddy. Jim, Chase, and myself, every Saturday we've been doing the college football tailgate. We appreciate everyone that's been chiming in, watching our picks. Chat room's been awesome there. We're going to keep that going, but we're going to shift it over to college basketball. Um, I think the mm-hmm. second week in December, right after all the college football um, champ, conference championship games, uh, we're going to keep that going. College basketball we will have some bowl game specials to so be on the lookout for that. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. Probably one this, obviously this show and the, that one and spring fever. That's I think mean, that shows out there, my man, that shows yeah, out the, there.
2: The tailgate is just, just such a fun morning. Um, just vibe. Great way to start if, the day. And if you guys want a good laugh,
0: You should see my facial expressions when Jimmy starts talking about teasing.
2: If you want to see something real good, I'll see if I can make a clip of last week's when Chase was talking about the horse racing. (laughs) Oh God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Cool guys. Great show. appreciate you, man. Thanks for chiming in. Make sure to give my boy Jim a follow at XFL Jim check out the college football tailgate. We're actually going to be live Friday and Saturday this week because of there's games, both of them, both, both days. Also real quick, egg
2: bowl. Any, oh, any, anything, the anything, anything can happen. Um, if there's a prop out there, Dave Mason, that there's going to be a fight, bet the, yes, bet the, yes, there uh, will be a fight.
0: Buckshot kid. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in, man. Um, You you guys have a good, safe holiday. Hey, don't drink too much. And if you want to find Uncle Rico, he'll be at the crafts tables at 6 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day and get some some rolls in before the old uh, old feast at the Soaring. Make sure you
2: celebrate Blackout Wednesday responsibly.
0: Jim, you have a good holiday, man. Appreciate you, and I will see you Friday morning. Make sure to tune in next week, everyone, when my boy Wade from Wade's Bets is... A special guest let's make some money let's cash some tickets until next week boys and girls